Splash of the Year is almost here. The final Splash Play show of 2021. Did you count up how many shows we did this year? Uh, no, I would have been helpful to do, I guess, <laughs> to track this. But we are going to do the usual things we do, cramming the Thursday and Friday shows into one. We're going to be joined by NBC Sports Edge's Pat Crane in a little bit. We're also going to talk about Week 17 news, do low ball with Nana Pete, give a New Year's resolutions for ourselves and also for fantasy players out there. And, of course, ride or die picks for every Week 17 game. So, Pete, hit that intro. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I am Chris Spags, joined by your friend of mine, Peter Overzet, and sneaking in through the back door, it's NBC Sports Edge's Pat Corain. Pat, how are you doing? I'm doing good, guys. How are you guys doing? Feeling good. I'm, I'm excited to have you on, Pat, and, and I think we could get to Pete, too, because, Pete, I'm sure you're really excited. I saw you were in the hunt for a million dollars on the ship-chasing thumbnail. I didn't actually watch the show, but the thumbnail seemed to indicate you're very live to be a very rich man. Oh, no, that was all clickbait. I'm completely dusted. No, that was just <laughs> to get people like, no. Uh, yeah, Eric Bimefor and I have a team that we drafted on stream that made it through to the uh, the BBM2 finals. That uh, I think it has a has a decent shot, you know, uh, maybe slightly better than one out of 160 shot. <laughs> so that, yeah, we'll take that anytime we can get it here on this show. So give Pete a little love. Help him win that million dollars along with our pal Eric Bimefor by hitting that like button. And if you are watching Pete's channel for the first time or you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe as well. It's both Pete's channel and the Splash Play channel and the Ship Chasing channel as well as doing great work in the world of best ball. But uh, Pat, let's get to you real fast because I'm curious what's going on with you at NBC. I know you are always doing best ball. You're doing a lot of the weekly content, but heading into the playoffs, are things changing for you? Do things get a little bit more fun or different with your schedule? Yeah, so I'm doing uh, my big column over at, at NBC Sports Edge is uh, called The Walkthrough, and it's a weekly preview column. I'm working on it now, actually. It comes out uh, on Fridays. And uh, so that will still be going on in the playoffs. I'm still going to be doing that, but it's just going to be way less work. So <laughs> I'm excited about that. I mean, right now I've got – I don't do the Thursday game as part of that because it comes out on Friday. So this week and next week, I are the only two weeks all season that I actually have to write up all 16 games. Um so going from that to uh, to just, what, uh, six games the following week? It's going to be pretty nice. Pretty nice. Do you have any best ball teams that are doing any damage, or are you just rooting rooting for Pete, as I'm sure we all do as his co-host? No, I washed out. So I'm rooting for Pete. Uh, Pete and I have another sweat in an NFC league, which is a managed league, um, that we're uh, currently in first place in. So that would be nice to take that down. That's, that's uh, my big sweat. And then... I have some dynasty leagues that uh, are kind of like mid stakes dynasty leagues that I'm I, I'm like in second place in a three week thing and in, in three of them. So uh, by just a few points. So hopefully I'll take down a couple of those too. So hopefully you do. And, and shout out to everybody else out there who's in their season long league championship games or any if you are somehow in one of these big tournaments or these big best ball or manager leagues out there. Shout out to you. Shout out to you guys and hope you guys have a good run um, and run good down the stretch. Also got to give a shout out to Football Outsiders. Go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. Still packages on there 99 cents a week. Probably will be through the end of the season as well. So just get in, get some great data in your life. DVOA is the big one. Defense versus receivers also add a lot of value. DYAR, another good one to look at. That's been making some headlines this week. Uh, Pokemon 
some holes in Joe Burrow's recent run. But point being, there's a lot of good data to help you make contrarian picks over at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. So get in there now. And uh, Pete, we got some week 17 news. And we're going to try to do this fast and then mix it into the ride or die picks as we go. But I feel like the Jimmy Garoppolo news is a pretty big one. He does have a thumb injury, but refuses to rule himself out as despite no matter how many likes John Lynch has given out on social media. Seems like Jimmy could play Pete, but what's your lean here? Does Jimmy go or do we get one more Trey Lance start and maybe a chance to show what he's got heading into the playoffs? I mean, there's so many different factors here. Um, I mean, I think Jimmy knows that if Trey Lance comes in and plays really well here, like he could just be on the bench for this, you know, 49ers playoff run. So he's, uh, as Spags, you taught us about the Wally Pip, meaning he's, uh, he's very afraid to get Wally Pipped here. On the other hand, we've already seen with the 49ers when Eli Mitchell had a hand injury too. And they just like wrapped him up and was like, go out there there. He's catching passes. Obviously quarterbacks, a different position, but I am not going to question uh, Shanahan and Jimmy G stubbornness. Um, and to the point where I think it, I wouldn't be shocked if Jimmy G finds a way to go out there with a club hand. And Pat, you mentioned you're writing your column now. So how are you approaching this Niners situation where you do have Jimmy G potentially playing? You could get Trey Lance. You could also have the return of Eli Mitchell and maybe Jeff Wilson's earned some snaps in the time he's been away. So what do you make of this all in a pretty good spot against the Texans? Yeah, I agree with, uh, with Pete that I, I could totally see Jimmy G playing. Um, so the way I handle this is I write it up last. <laughs> I don't have to rewrite a bunch of stuff because <laughs> it comes out Friday and the idea is I'm not going to update it. Uh, although I sometimes do have to update it, but uh, to avoid that, I want to get the best read on, on how it's actually going to go down. I mean, if Trey Lance plays, I'm excited about Trey Lance uh, just from, you know, the rushing and everything that everyone, uh, the reason everyone else is excited if he plays, but uh, and, you know, if Jimmy goes, I also agree. I think like if he goes, he's probably going to be pretty close to, you know, you know, he's, I don't expect the offense to be like significantly worse than it usually is. So that's probably better for Kittle and Ayuk, um, and, you know, potentially Samuel as well, depending on, on which role he's in this week. Here's the, here's the real question, Pat. And we have to be objective because as Alex is saying in the chat here, we, we all want a Trey Lance game so bad. Do you think, Trey Lance in this spot and you got to factor in what Shanahan's going to do with play calling. Like, can he put up a 35 point game if he gets the start? Or are we looking at more like a Tyler Huntley, Josh Johnson, like super efficient, 25 points, gets a couple touchdowns, but not like the eruption spot. I think he can put up that game because he's going against Houston, right? I mean, that's just, you're in a spot where he could just have no problem. Like Houston has been, surprisingly frisky at times, but they've also been terrible at times. So just from a ceiling perspective, I think he does have a ceiling. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think he does have access to a pretty high end ceiling and partly because like he was usable even while being terrible as a passer. So I know that Shanahan's, you know, of course now talking him up that you might actually have to play him, but it is, you know, I think quite possible that he's going to be better as a passer than he was and significantly better maybe. Um, which isn't really even that high of a bar, but because of, of how much he can do with his legs, if he if he shows improvement as a passer against Houston, he could deliver a really big week. A pretty big implied total for the Niners in this one with 28 implied points, so make sure to keep your eyes on that news and, of course, uh, check the walkthroughs column, and hopefully they'll give that news to Pat sooner so he doesn't have to keep paying attention all weekend long. <laughs> uh, other QB machinations out there, Terry, Teddy Bridgewater looking like he's going to be out at the Chargers means another Drew Locke start. Feel like Drew Locke last year kind of intrigued me from time to time. And overall this year, Pete, I'm not quite there. Do you have any feelings for for Denver in the spot with Drew Locke probably going again against the L.A. Chargers? 
Yeah, outside of if you like an advanced uh, a best ball team that has Drew Locke as your QB2, I don't think there's much to uh, be excited about here. You're not starting him uh, in season long. You're not playing him in DFS. There's just too much opportunity cost. This week, um, a ton of good uh, quarterback plays. So yeah, I don't think this is relevant for the QB position itself. I guess it's... um you know, kind of a knock on the Broncos pass catchers, but they've been kind of in tough spots the past few weeks and not very attractive at all. Um, I guess the only other trickle down effect, do we have any thoughts on how this affects, you know, Javonta Williams and, and Melvin Gordon, Pat, do you have any thoughts on, you know, if those guys are, are in play this week, even with Lockett quarterback? I don't, I don't really think they are um, like as much as I, I really like Javonte Williams. I think he's really good but we know it's going to be a split. Like it's just, it is, it's going to be like a 50, 50 split. Like exactly like it was last week. Javante Williams can get there with big plays um, against the chargers. I mean, he can definitely do that, but I, I do feel like the opportunity cost is pretty high. And like on, on DraftKings, he's 6,400. It's not like he's cheap, Yeah, you know, so you're paying a lot and it's a pretty thin bet. And filling in last week, Drew Locke did not have the normal air yards he had last year. Only had over, I think, 60 air yards per receiver going around. So it wasn't like he was slinging it deep like he did in the previous season. So that's something to keep in mind for me, too. Another QB situation, unvaccinated Carson Wentz on the COVID list. Uh, they are another team, much like the Saints we talked about on Monday with the disastrous Ian Book debut. Uh, the Saints called Phillip Rivers. The Colts also called Phillip Rivers. He doesn't want to come out of retirement for either team. So it seems like we're getting Sam Ellinger versus Las Vegas. Pat, Sam Ellinger, do you have any thoughts at all on the, I think he's the QB two, but he might have been QB three at points throughout the year. I think we're going to have Wentz. I think Wentz is going to play because he can clear the COVID list uh, based on the minimum five day period before the game. He won't be able to practice all week, but Frank Wright came out and said that uh, he will start if he clears. And basically all that has to happen is he just doesn't have to have symptoms on Sunday, which is going to be team reported. So I'm pretty sure he'll be playing. Uh, yeah, but you thoughts here. The feels like the rules have been changing around a lot this week, and I thought it was five days if you're vaccinated. But I, I honestly, no, I don't know. I'm, oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna be completely yeah. honest. I, I don't really follow that rule stuff too closely. It's just when people say a guy's in, I'm like, okay. When they say he's out, and uh, I don't know. I, I can't. It, it just it changes every time. The rules seem so arbitrary with it. So I have not wasted my mental real estate trying to figure it out we have to do that for the blurbs we have to do this so it's <laughs> i bet they changed yeah. it on tuesday they changed it to uh a, a five-day isolation period for both vaccinated and unvaccinated players so i think you can still test out if you're vaccinated you can't test out if you're unvaccinated but whence will be eligible to come off if he does not have symptoms for the game Interesting. So, I mean, I think to me, the one machination that that could have, and I'm saying that word so many times today, but uh, Jonathan Taylor, I think you're going to lean on a little bit more if you have Ellinger in the mix. Not that they're not leaning on Jonathan Taylor a lot as is. Um, also probably sees a lot more eight men in the box if you have Ellinger somehow starting, but uh, keep your keep your eyes peeled for the NBC Sports Edge updates there because apparently they know the rules much better <laughs> than Pete and I do. I will fully acquiesce on that one. Speaking of COVID list, Mike Evans, the last one we'll bring up in this news section. Mike Evans currently on the COVID list. Um, as Pat just explained, there's some different rules there, but if he is out Pat in the spot. He's also banged up from last week too. Uh, how does this affect the Bucks for you? And I guess another potentially chalky week for Antonio Brown. Yeah, I think with with Evans, right? You, I mean, we have the hamstring injury too, so uh, it seems like less likely that we'll get him. But uh, I don't know if, if Antonio Brown's going to be chalky this week. Like last week, I just ate the chalk on him because he was so cheap. Um, this week, he's more expensive. 
Um, although he's still only 6,100, so he's not that much more expensive. Uh, I do think that Rojo's set up for an even better week than he was last week because he's going against the Jets, and we're just looking at, you know, blowout city here. Uh, Gronk maybe is not as popular because he had a dud last week. So I'm interested in those guys, I think, a little bit more than AB, but I don't know. I mean, I'm going to have a hard time, like, full fading Antonio Brown just given that uh, the Jets are very susceptible through the air. They're susceptible to the deep pass. Brady might just decide to throw for five touchdowns this week. Uh, so, you know, you could definitely see AB getting there in a big way. Pete, do you have any thoughts on the Bucks here? And Antonio Brown, who I know you mentioned in the uh, Fantasy Life newsletter that he's got some uh, milestones he has to hit for receptions, for TDs, for yardage, uh, maybe his last game to do that, depending on what the Bucks do in Week 18. So how do you feel about the spot? Yeah, I mean, when I'm looking at his ownership right now, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing 40%, and that's normally even conservative for where he comes in in small field stuff. So it could be like 55 60% in small field. Um, Pat and I were talking about this in another group chat earlier where I feel like it's one of those things where you fade him and you just pray that he doesn't get in the end zone twice. Like, he's going to get, you know, seven to eight catches, and he's probably going to get, you know, 80, 90 yards, and you just got to pray he doesn't bury you with touchdowns, I think. Any other news this week yeah. that I didn't mention here that's just worth bringing up up top? Or if there's anyone to sprinkle in as we go game by game too, that's also fine by me. I feel like the Ravens quarterback situation is the other one. You know, Lamar back at practice, but there was those videos of him like limping around. And then Huntley also, I think, is eligible to come back. So I don't know, Pat, do you have a lean on, on how that situation could shake out? Uh, it seems like, well, Huntley, I think, got cleared officially. So, yeah, Huntley's been cleared. So, I don't know. I mean, the Lamar stuff, like, it does seem – I was talking to, to Kyle on a good football show. He's making the point that, like, we normally don't want to be, you know, looking at these training camp photos or, you know, the uh, you know the, the practice videos or whatever and trying to determine how healthy a guy is. But with Lamar, maybe there's, like, a little bit of value to that because so much of his value comes as a rusher. So it is a concern to me if he's kind of limping around. And if he is, I'd rather him just play Huntley because, you know, Huntley's yeah. going to be quite valuable as a fantasy asset. And he was moving the offense just fine uh, the last time we saw him. I, I don't know. I, I My lean is that they probably play Lamar because they have to win this game. So they're going to, you know, they're going to go with the guy who's better, but maybe not fully healthy would be my guess. Yep. So there we go. So there's some of the news. We'll talk more if there's anything that's re relevant for you guys out there as we do go game by game. Uh, Pete, your choice here. I feel like we could introduce Pat to Nana Pete and do low ball, or we can do uh, the fantasy New Year's resolutions, whichever speaks to your soul more. Let's let's uh, lube up with the New Year's resolutions. I don't know if Pat's quite ready for Nana Pete. Also, uh, <laughs> Petey Pete needs to have a few more drinks. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot before. we were supposed to be drinking today. I was honestly <laughs> been doing work all day. <laughs> that was the one thing that we had agreed on for the show. We agreed on it. I mean, you know, I don't need a, an excuse to drink at 2.45, uh, but I took this excuse because you told me you wanted it to be a festive drinking show. I know. You know, that's funny. That's funny how that works when you forget to take time off between the holidays and then actually have work to do. <laughs> it's a bit of a down here, but I do have a tiny New Year's hat that my girlfriend so thoughtfully got at the grocery store. I asked her to bring back some New Year's supplies. I got these two. I got that thing, this thing, and then, yes, a very little New Year's hat that for a baby, for a dog, unclear. I, li I like that hat. That's pretty nice. That's I feel like on. you should you should take off your hat though, so you could just 
So it could, you know, right now it's a hat on a hat. Uh, well, we and, always do hat on a hat style comedy bits here. People, yeah. my hair is fucking disastrous, I'll, but I'll do it that, for the sake of, of, now, of New Year's. That's that's it right there. That's okay, it. so so it's time. <laughs> now, now you look that. like you're like you're a little monkey bellhop at a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> a traditionally Italian character as well, Pete. <laughs> But we are, it's time for, as you can tell by my hat, it's time for our fantasy New Year's resolutions. We're going to give some of our own personal fantasy resolutions, some player ones. Uh, It's going to go wherever direction that we want to go. And uh, Pete, do you want me to set the table with one or do you have one off the top of your head? I mean, I would like LaVisca to score more than 10 points in 2022 in a game. I mean, that seems like a great New Year's resolution for all of us. Do you think he's going to do that on the Jaguars though? I mean, Pat has me worried that Trevor Lawrence is just stone cold <laughs> bad and that we can't keep using the Urban Meyer excuse here. I mean, Pat, what, what's the like? What's the dynasty outlook for LaVisca Chanel? Where do you rank him heading into this offseason? It's not great because he's, he's, he's coming off two pretty mediocre seasons um, and – the only like, you know, kind of like Lawrence, the only thing you can say is like, well, it's situation. Um, he's versatile. He's been used on the slot and the outside. Uh, and he's generally performed like pretty well, considering like how well the other wide receivers in the offense are performing. But I don't know. I mean, like I'm legitimately nervous about Trevor Lawrence. I think they need to make the right hire. Um, if they bring in someone like if they were to bring in like Keller Moore or something, then like, let's go, you know, they'll, they'll figure out some ways to use guys creatively and they'll figure out how to maximize what Lawrence does best. But also like Lawrence, Lawrence isn't as good as we thought he was, right? Like there's just no scenario where he's kind of an Andrew Luck style, you know, like, like they, that can't miss prospect profile. Like I think it might've somewhat missed, right? Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm skeptical that he's going to be kind of a generational quarterback at this point. I mean, yeah, I think the offensive guru thing is an important one. The hire that they make probably has to be a QB developer and a guy with some creative schemes. And Kellen Moore, I think, is a pretty good pick as well. I've, I would use my beloved USC new head coach, Lincoln Riley, as if he had made the pro jump. But some one of those guys who's treated as a visionary and does sort of scheme creatively, I think, is going to be the best solution for Lawrence. I'll give a New Year's resolution. I'll give one that I hope will speak to people out there who, especially in season-long leagues, if you draft this guy, I think you want to see him make this lifestyle change. Christian McCaffrey, I think his New Year's resolution should be no more influencer life. And I was going Going through just searching Christian McCaffrey headlines and his girlfriend, Olivia Culpo, former Miss USA, very beautiful woman, very popular on Instagram. She was tweeting about her like 2021 trends. She's like, well, I know you guys love Christian and you love dogs and food. It's like they just like giving her likes because Christian McCaffrey's in the photos. His downturn has come entirely in this time period that he's dated her. He now can't stay on the field. I think you don't hear about Derrick Henry out there trying to chase some influencer girls. No, he's at at work probably every day carrying logs around like Rocky <laughs> Four, and I think that's what I want out of Christian McCaffrey. Hold yourself up. Don't worry about the likes and just get yourself in condition to actually play a full football season. This is this is such a bad take for you, Spags. This is like the counselor meets the barstool version of Spags take is, is worry about every other one of counselors posts these days is uh that uh Christian McCaffrey cares about modeling too much and not mm-hmm. about playing football. <laughs> 
I saw, but I saw these ones <laughs> blowing. I remember when Osmo in the beginning of quarantine launched like their side action site where they were trying to do Barstooly posts, and now I think they're just kind of doing sports gossip stuff. But I wrote about this and got like a lot of shit about like, oh, because I wrote, no, oh, Christian McCaffrey's gonna have his worst fantasy season ever. He actually did have it, and granted, he's hurt. I get it. But like now we're going two years in a row of him just being bad. At a certain point, Pete, you got to look at the factors that changed. The one factor that changed is, in fact, the fact that he's posing for these photos every single day with his hot girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, I would say maybe causation doesn't equal correlation <laughs> there. Uh, but Pat, what well, you, you think? know, well, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, famously on TikTok, his career goes down the tank. I, I think there's something to this this social media. It's real bad for the NFL players. You, you got to stay off it. It is a fine line. You want to be invested, but not like LeBron's good at it. Like LeBron, I think has made some things more likable. He's also, sometimes he's less likable, but I think overall, like, you know, that's the hits you're going to take. I just think he needs to post less. That's all I'm going to say. Pat, give a New Year's resolution for yourself or a player that you want to give. Yeah, I'll, I'll give one for, uh, for Melvin Gordon. You know, he's going into his age 29 season and he's a free agent. Go test free agency. You know, you gotta, you gotta make sure you maximize how much money you're making in your career. Get that final contract, man. Go go get that money. <laughs> I can you imagine just Twitter's meltdown after all the Javante Williams like 10102 talk if Melvin Gordon just signed a massive extension with the Broncos? <laughs> like, yeah, specifically meltdown. not with the Broncos. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> see what else is out there. I feel like he's I, well, maybe not. Maybe this wouldn't be good for the Michael Carter fans, but I feel like that's a jet signing, or at least historically a jet signing where they pay him too much. He comes in and he that's breaks down call. after year one. That's actually a great call. And I would be drafting. I would have an insane exposure to Michael Carter in like the ninth round. <laughs> uh, any other resolutions for you, Pete? I do have one for myself in general fantasy, but I'm curious to see where you go and where you would go next. I mean, I, I can do like a legitimately broad uh, personal uh, New Year's resolution. <laughs> I like in the off season, I do a pretty good job with my morning routines and I get to read a lot and then the season starts and just I, I do hold on to like working out that's the one thing I stay consistent with football season but every other good habit I have you know going on walks meditating reading eating healthy like all of it just flies out the window um so I I need to start strong and hopefully next year carry some momentum into the season um because yeah it's uh it's been glued to my computer way too much but I think the people would disagree. That's what makes you so great at creating content is your sacrifice of real melding your ass to the chair. I think at what, what cost, Spags? At what cost? <laughs> uh, Pat, any others for you? I will say one for me, and I think this ties into you. I need to play more basketball next year. I know we've talked about the splash play content schedule. We'll be, we'll be stealing directly from the ship chasing show, just doing best ball drafts weekly, um, likely on underdog. We'll see. Uh, but I think that's something that excites me more because I like just seeing you guys down the home stretch. Like, I don't care about season long as much anymore. The best ball, you know, mixing the gambling, I just need to shift some of my DFS spend to best ball and probably pay more attention to what you guys are saying on ship chasing. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I mean, I guess for me, maybe diversification would be, would be a fantasy football related one where I just, especially with the best ball, just making sure to, cause you know, this was like uh, an interesting learning experience for me with best ball, just seeing how much the ADPs were shifting over the course of like the season, um, you know, from where the ADPs were like, you know, right after the draft up, you know, right up until the season, things changed a lot for different types of players. And I want to do a better job of like factoring that into when I'm taking guys and, you know, being okay, mixing it up early on certain guys, um, 
like hammering guys that I didn't have enough of if their price drops, but being like more price sensitive in that way. Uh, I think, and in general, kind of just being more price sensitive. I want to do a better job too of like listing out where I think guys are like kind of as a, as like a raw, like, like this guy's like a, like a third to fifth round value it like, and then kind of taking that through the process and like seeing where he lands. And it's like, Hey, the projections really like this guy, but his profile isn't that great. You know, maybe don't get like wrapped up in, in the hype and just, I don't know, trying to stay like trying to come up with better priors, I guess. That'd be cool. Like hearing you say that, I was trying to think of something like, you know, when you're drafting these best ball teams, if you almost had like a, a red light, yellow light, green light, you know, for, for these guys where it's like, you like this guy, but you know, Trey Lance in the ninth round, that that's a red light. That's too much. All right. You're taking him in yes. the, in the 10th or 11th yellow light. Okay. Now he's in the 12th or 13th green light. Like just as that kind of check on, yes, we like this guy dot, dot, dot in a vacuum, but the price can, can change things in a, in a big way. Yeah. And I think you can kind of talk yourself into those price changes. Like as they're happening, you can always be like, well, but like, think about who else is going there. Like he's a value compared to this guy and this guy and this guy, but just having, you know, well, like, you know, I sat down objectively and said, like, I think, you know, this type of profile makes sense in this round. And now he's two or three rounds ahead of that. Where else can I pivot? Where else can I try to like, you know, get exposure to guys that I don't have enough of? Yeah, and I think for me, that's one thing, too, where I certainly bought in. I wasn't as sharp as you guys going into this best ball season and was buying in on more of the roles and the opportunities left behind for guys like Mike Davis. And then it ends up being Cordell Patterson, was we've talked about beating to death on this show, a much better play. And I think, you know, the thesis of that, I to steal a Pete phrase, I think is still strong that you want to target some opportunity. But I think being more agnostic about the player and more the opportunity itself is something that I will personally try to adhere to. And Pete, you're gonna have to keep me honest on that when I get like what asshole I'm going to get way too talked into. I feel like it's probably Melvin Gordon again. You you gravitate toward the olds. You're you know it, it, we all have our Achilles heel. You know ours is falling in love with you know unrealized upside. You know we can see mm-hmm. it in our mind's eye, but the chances of it actually happening are probably lower than we assign to it. Yours is the volume trap where you mm-hmm. fall in love with the projected volume a little bit more than maybe the fragility of that would suggest. So maybe we meet in the middle and become good best ball players. I hope so. I think for NBA, I, I think my <laughs> approach is looking good, but I think for the NFL, the volatility just makes it really tough. And that's the one thing that I made a mistake with that I'll advise uh, pretty heavily against in 2022. That's my resolution. And one question from chat. We got actually a good one from Ivan Black saying less foursomes and more Bible study for DK Metcalf <laughs> to bond with Russ. That is a good one. Uh, but inches and girth, Pete, will top shot rebound next year. I'll offer one personal anecdote. I've had a Jalen Brown on the market for $10 for roughly five months. That is not sold. It's sold this week. So I'll say that it will rebound. You know, I will say, I, I was telling Pat, I've been doing a little bit of tax harvesting on Top Shot for some of the moments I bought at the uh, the Pico Top there in March. And I haven't been dumping them. Like, I've been listing them slightly above floor, and all of them have sold. So, like, the market is still pretty active right now. Um, I think they're still finding their footing overall with their roadmap and the scarcity and the size of these additions and stuff like that. Um, but the fact that those moments are still selling and the marketplace is pretty active, I think is, is a good sign long-term. So there I you just go. sold so there- at the moment okay. that I took a big old bath on, but that's quite a tax harvest. What, what did you dump? <laughs> it was actually a LeBron, but I bought it at like the top for thousands of dollars and I sold it for under a thousand. Yeah, there you go. All right. So let's, so there we go. There's our resolutions. I'll 
I'll blow, and I'll just keep the hat on because I feel like the hat's working for me. This might be my new look, like Jughead in the Archie comics. It's wear a tiny little hat on myself. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes you look like you have a massive head, which well, I, you know, I think full is... Full of brains, Pete. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a, yeah. I guess that means it's time, Pete, to do a quick round of low ball, and it unfortunately means that we're going to have to introduce Pat. And I feel like, Pat, I'm, I'm sure you you are tangentially aware of seeing these things on social media. We do a lot of characters when we don't have guests on, then we have the guests on, and we're just ourselves trying to have fun. But Pete has developed a Nana character that I think you're going to cringe just being a part of. Oh, my God. Here we go. Here's. <laughs> oh, what did the cat drag into the show? So Fresh Pat, meat. Nana Pete, one of our beloved characters, started as a bit where we would hold up crystal balls and try to give low probability prognostications. Turned into uh-huh. Pete becoming a woman from the 1920s who talks a lot about butts. Yeah, why doesn't our guest stand up and do a little twirl for us? <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a horny nana? Is that? <laughs> oh, no. We don't shame. We don't kink shame in 2021. That's <laughs> a woke horny nana? <laughs> My, Mr. Spags over here refuses to show me his tushy, the least you can do. Uh, who knows how long I am for this earth if I shed my mortal coil before seeing your two cute butts. I'll never have lived a fulfilled life. So, Pat, the accent's changing. <laughs> Would she fit in well on the uh, the best ball drafts and the quality content you're doing on Ship Chasing? I mean, I, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> it would fit right in. <laughs> So yeah, there we go. Channeling Tina from Bob's Burgers. Andrew says in the chat that is in fact a big part of Nana's character. But Nana Pete, do you want to explain lowball the Pat too? So we're doing two segments at once here that we have to lull Pat into. Yes, Pat, uh, are you familiar with making horrible DFS lineups? <laughs> sure. Okay, well then this is your segment <laughs> because honestly, Spags. It will take me so long to explain in this cadence. No, you go ahead. You're doing good. You're doing good. Okay. We are going to try to make... Are those sirens that I hear? They are. Oh, you must... I live in New York, Nana. Oh, yes. You live in a speakeasy. You're drinking a triple IPA with... Yeah. Hints of mint and hibiscus and twirling your little mustache, riding around on your fixed gear bicycles, listening to prog rock. Is that what you do over there? It is, actually. Okay. Anyways, low ball daily fantasy sports. Instead of trying to win, you're trying to lose. Lose to the point where you actually win, you must use 49,000 in five score of your salary. Okay? Also, if someone in your lineup gets a zero without seeing the field, now if they play a snap, good for them. Good participation trophy for you, Jalen Rashad. But if they do not see the field and they get zero points or they're injured, that counts as 20 points. 
which would be a death knell to your lowball roster. This is like some Shakespearean actor now. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like my theatrics are often underrated by this community, and it's great to hear. You're so sure, There's a real dramatic flair now that Pete has brought to the yes. show. I'm glad you all get to experience it besides me. I did do King Lear back in 1923. I was Mr. Lear himself. <laughs> Theater in the round. Please don't throw up, young boy. Hold it in for a little bit longer. I think you also did Norman Lear back in your day. <laughs> hey, please, please don't date me like that. Spags, are there, is there anything else I'm forgetting here while I get up this screen share? No, I think you covered it pretty well. Low ball. The goal is to get the lowest score possible. Of course, the QB is playing limited snaps, which for some reason is in vogue right now in the NFL. Going to be a higher priority for our draft picks. But uh, Nana Pete, you covered it surprisingly well for a woman who only did this for one week. Thank you. And uh, I will say last week's low ball was lost to the sands of time because this millennial over here couldn't figure out how to accept a head-to-head -head invite on DraftKings.com. <laughs> I think I didn't get the invite. I will stand by that, but we will get it in this week for week 17. And I think, uh, Lana, Pete, you can go first. You did such a great job setting up the bid. I would love no, it. No, no, no. I'll, I'll go first, although I will offer up the number one overall pick in a trade. One of you put your cute little butts up against your webcams and you can yeah. go first. <laughs> so That's okay, Nana Pete. A full colonoscopy <laughs> for the first round pick. Okay, I guess if that's how it has to be, then okay, I guess I will pick. Now, which one of these dusty ass quarterbacks is going to see a few snaps this week? and not actually play whatever i'm going to put in jake from Ooh, jake from bench last week but back in low ball this week that is correct jake from i have no idea if it says right here from DraftKings news source him and mike glennon are both expected to take snaps at quarterback now that is how it's done gentlemen that is how it's done. I will I will go. Actually, do we want a Pat to go next or should I go next? You can offer him a trade. Maybe he cheeks up against the camera. I'll let you go. <laughs> no, you can go. All right. I'll take uh I'll take good old Marcus Mariota back off the COVID list. Hopefully we'll get his one snap and do nothing with it as has been ceremony for Rick Bisa Rich Bisaccia for weeks now. Oh, so we're all making our own lineup. I thought we were all just doing a, a shared lineup. No, That's this is style. this is like the the gladiators in the Coliseum battling it out for shitty DFS supremacy. <laughs> all right, I'll take uh, I'll take Dari Gumbawale. Oh, an actual player getting snaps. Bold move by Pat. Pat, are you familiar that you do get one point per reception on DraftKings.com? I am. I think okay. he'll have about one of those. Oh, my God. I added him in some season-long teams where we're hurting at running back, and I hope <laughs> to God you're wrong. <laughs> 
Also, Pat, you get to go back to back because you are in the third spot. And Huntley for MVP recommending another good one. The Sam Darnold Cam Newton split could be a decent QB pick, but follow your heart. Did somebody say back to back? A couple of tushies pushing up against each other? <laughs> I shouldn't have got you. I shouldn't have said it that way. I got you all perked up, all worked up and perked up. I'm wet in my nethers. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> How did you pull out nethers, man? Oh man. <laughs> like Charlotte's web down there, just one drop. <laughs> <It's Charlotte's laughs> oh geez. <laughs> what other great week 17 DFS play do you want to add to your low ball light up? Um you will have to eat some salary at some point, though. <laughs> Just put Cooper Cup in while you still can. So uh, let me figure out a quarterback. Can I? I can't take Glennon. I guess I, I'll take Glennon. I'll take no, Glennon. you can. You can. It's a somewhat incestuous pick with mine, but we'll allow it. Little spaggies and your cute little hat. What will it be? Me and my cute little hat will take uh, one Devontae Booker who outsnapped Saquon Barkley last week and his price is up as a result. And that seems like just solid low ball play, Nana Pete. Solid, yes, I suppose. But I'll show you how this game Did is. Did you take specs? Devontae Booker. Devontae Booker. All right. I am going to chew through some salary like I chewed through. <sighs> Tim Horton's butt in 1943. Debo Samuel. Really? I'll tell you what. I see these think pieces about how it's ass eating season. Oh, it's always been ass eating season where I come from. <laughs> I do get two picks. You do get two, much like two cheeks. You get two picks. I love having two picks. I will use Cordero Patterson, 6,900. Very nice. He's on the road at Buffalo and far too expensive for his current role in the offense. Okay, I like that one. I will go to uh, the backfield mate of a person that Pat already took. Can't he? And what the actual hell is going on? A low ball draft. That's what it is. Nothing, nothing to see here. Um, I'll take Nathan Cottrell, who's forty seven hundred on DK for reasons unclear. Who the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Nathan wow. Cottrell. So if he doesn't see a snap, what's the penalty? Twenty points. <laughs> Twenty points. Look at pull up his photo, by the way. He does not look like a man that should be playing running back no matter what time of the year. I the best part about these picks is you are legitimately going to have to finish your roster with Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> you imbecile. Uh Pat. <laughs> also, for everybody confused, John Hopkins, he wishes this was his real life Nana. So there you go, Nana Pete. Uh, I'd I'd let you sit on my lap and we'll go riding for a pony, whatever the game is. Anyways, Pat, who's it going to be? Um, I will go Saquon Barkley. Oh, so we're just we're doing swapsies with our backfields, huh? 
Look at this. Mike Glennon checkdowns to Saquon Barkley all day. That man has thighs like I've never seen before. It's like a sequoia tree. You could cut a hole in it and drive a car through Saquon's thigh. <laughs> Pat, you got one more pick? <laughs> oh, my God. Sequoias are the thickest trees in the entire world. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> And you know what? Mike Glennon is kind of like the Redwoods of football players. The most elongated neck I've ever seen. Need binoculars to see his neck. Apparently the General Sherman tree is the thickest tree in the whole world. Please don't Google National Geographic bullshit on this show. Trees of the world tells me that the Mexican cypress is also pretty thick. too. Why are so many of you turning on this stream at the 40-minute mark? That's the real question. I'd like to think we perfectly led into this segment. I'll go Brandon Ayuk. Oh. Brandon Get that Trey Ayuk. Lance downgrade. All right, so Smart. on the one hand, you say Trey Lance is going to score 40 points, and yet now you're... Pissing on all of his past catchers, your just generation. One. Just one in particular. No... Okay, all right. You're the one who took Devo. What, what other guy are you going to take who sounds like he fought in the Civil War, Spags? <laughs> I'll take General Terry McLaurin from the <laughs> Washington football team. Still over 6K has not been good, I don't think, in a month or so at this point. Okay, okay. It's now my turn to find an egregious value there is one one mr julio jones is he gonna play i think he he's on the COVID I think list he will play okay please Wait, play go julio. On monday yeah so he'll play two snaps pull his hamstring and limp off to the field and we'll go w over here <laughs> very okay. timely reference Anna Pete. who's your second pick my second pick might have to venture over to tight ends as I am wont to do, if you know what I mean, Spags. I do. But I, that's what you mean. I will take, I will take, you know what? We're going to chew through salary. We're going to do it. I don't believe it. He can't get away with this. He can't continue to get away with this, Mark Andrews. Is going in at 7,400. Okay. The the top scoring tight end on the year. Great, great pick by Nana Pete. Um, I will take a man coming off the COVID list who's been running hot, but now there's too many receivers. Gabriel Davis at 5K will be my next receiver. Oh, great value pick and one of the most explosive offenses we've ever seen in a plush matchup at home in a must-win game. Sounds like a great pick for old Spaggies. Thank you, Pat. What are your two picks? I'll go. Uh, I'll also go over to the tight ends, and uh, nice. I'm gonna take Kyle Pitts. Oh, <laughs> have you, you not like seen his his a dot is incredible. One of these long bombs will hit. I assure you. I might be 
six feet under when it happens, but it will happen. He's somehow only 160 yards off of the most rookie tight end yards ever, which feels unimpressive the way that he got there. 18 games, I guess. Mm-hmm. Next, right, Pat, you got one more. You got two picks. I'll also go uh, San Francisco defense. Oh. <laughs> can't, can't tell if that beats disgusted or orgasmic. <laughs> Oh, it's really one of my issues in life in general, f- though. There's a few more droplets in my nethers after that. <laughs> oh, your nethers. <laughs> I, too, want to pick a defense. Well, I get to go before you, Nana Pete, and I will don't, take don't Tyreek Hill on the way back. Ah, great pick. In an eruption spot after a down yeah. week, in a pace-up game, it's one of the great high, spot. It's like a it's Pirate Pringle week. It's a Travis Kelsey week. Smash. I was writing up that game earlier, and I was like, "Man, Tyreek is going to be a smash this week." Spags, build your Millie Maker lineups in your own time, please. <laughs> if Nathan Cottrell is up the Millie Maker, I'm never doing this show again. I will say that. All right, we're going to do the Philadelphia Eagles defense because they're too expensive. And we're also going to do... We're going to do Kenny Galladay. Jake Fromm to Kenny Galladay. A tale as old as time. 60 snaps last week, none of which useful. That's fun. Um... I will go to tight end here on the way back and take a guy coming off the COVID list who should be playing Darren Waller at 6,300. Didn't he just get placed on the COVID list? I thought he's coming off the COVID list. No, he was just placed oh, on it. You know what? Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, uh, he was injured. No and that was... take backs. <laughs> it is written. In I think stone. we're allowed to have take backs. There's too many moving parts, Nana Pete. Fine, I didn't click it, so I suppose it's like chess. As long as you didn't take your hand off the piece, it's allowed. I will go then. Uh, I'll go George Kittle's way. Nobody took him, right? Oh, I mean, talk about the no, actual best tight end in football, George Kittle. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm picking a lot of great players for this lineup. I hope they all do fantastically so that Nana P can feel good about herself. Oh, I always feel good about myself, especially if you'd take off those pants and show me what boxer briefs you have clenching your buttocks. You strike me as a Hanes man. Well, the Reeboks today, Nana Pete. Also, Nana Pete, oh. I forgot you at a hard 3.30 out. Oh, shit. <laughs> Look at that. This show is out of control. It's not me. I pick very quickly. <laughs> you don't talk that quickly. I tried to have someone else do the intro, but you guys insisted. <laughs> All right, so I'm, I'll take uh, I'll take Mike Gusecki. Oh, Gusecki. Gusecki. That's what I have. Sixty-five hundred left. Sixty-five hundred. You're gonna have to spend. You you do have five hundred dollars of cushion for the, for the cushion. cushion. Yeah. Uh, you could Great even beat an old lady to the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it gonna be, Spaggies? Oh, for me, I will go. Uh, aren't I up still? Don't I get to? Yeah, go? I thought. Yeah, I thought Pat had one more. I'm sorry. It's okay. You're old. We were I'll victory take... lapping. 
Oh god, that's gonna that could go bad. That could go really bad. Uh God, I have to spend on someone. Put in uh, Cooper Cup, he's <laughs> for a down game. <laughs> I'll go I'll go Amari Cooper. Ooh. Oh. Amari mm. Pooper. Uh all right, Spaggies, it is your turn. Uh I will take the I'll take the Rams defense going against the hopefully Lamar Jackson. Okay. Okay. The Rams defense on the road seems fine. Oh, thank you. Finally got now, one. Now it's my turn to finish this lineup and I'm going to scroll. I'm going to look for a running back, the dustiest of running backs. Who, which of you little boys will play? <laughs> Alex Arma, Evander Holyfield, congratulations on the career change. Frank Gore is boxing and Holyfield is playing football. It's a 55-year-old former boxer at running back. <laughs> We've seen crazier things. <laughs> Double the CTE. Fine, fine, fine. I will do one Mr. Philip Lindsay on the road at Tennessee. Okay. And now I will pick probably a tight end that costs $3,400. Oh, no. Cole Komet's <laughs> too good of a pick. It's a perfect pick. But Evan Ingram... <laughs> Sucks major ass, and I have the stack already. I my lineup is done. Not even Picasso could have painted something so beautiful and abstract. I have forty nine hundred left. I will take my flex position running back. That I'm glad Nana Pete didn't take Le'Veon Bell, who is now on the Bucks. If you're not aware, and playing snaps. Yes, well, nice. when Rojo fumbles on the first play of the game, Le'Veon Bell's going to get 40 touches. Congratulations, dumbass. Sure. We know Rojo <laughs> does that, Pat. How, what do you want for your final pick? How much salary do I have? 6400 You so got to spend 5900 <clears throat> or more. Take Marquise Brown. Boomer bust. <laughs> I'll take... Uh... I'll take DK Metcalf. Wow. Oh, very risky. Someone didn't hear he was in the air yards by low model. <laughs> oh, I don't have it. That's too much. Oh, you're trying to overspend on good players. Did we not explain <laughs> the rules of the game? Uh, mm. I'll go... Devonta Smith has been a go-to staple for my low-ball teams this year. I'll go Mike Williams. Wow. Oh. There it is. 
That was all she wrote. Spags, are you speechless? I am. It's a beautiful, beautiful lowball lineup by Pat. Beautiful lineup by Nana Pete. Really, mine, I think, exceptional as well. We did it. And now we have eight minutes left for Ride or Die Picks, Nana Pete. So that's going to time out pretty well. But I'll do the intro here for Ride or Die Picks. And, of course, ask for likes, see whether you're watching on Peach Channel or the Splash Play channel. We appreciate it a bunch. So make sure you are subscribed and hitting the like button because it helps us get seen by more people, which we would love to do more of in 2022. Pete, how are we, we going to do Ride or Die Picks in seven minutes? <laughs> rapid fire okay that's how rapid fire rider die picks pat you know the game by now we're gonna do one three or ten pointers we're out of stock on two pointers as well as four through nine pointers so we are going to go game by game giants 15.5 implied points chicago 21.5 implied points pete fast fast picks let's go uh you said uh dallas game right no giants chicago <laughs> giant chicago you're close nfc uh what's what's the what's the over under in this game Spax? over under is 37 all right will you give me a 10 pointer if this game goes under 27 points total i will i'll begrudgingly do that just for the sake of speed um my ride or die pick for this one will be the giants do not have a score over 10 fantasy points including the quarterbacks is that a 10 pointer pete Say that again. No scorers over 10 fantasy points for the Giants. Including the quarterbacks. According, including the quarterbacks. I'll, I'll allow that, Pat, for a 10-pointer. 10, 10 points. Sure. No one? All right. Yeah. That's All right, Pat, good. what do you want? <clears throat> Giants quarterbacks combine for more designed rushes than Justin Fields. <laughs> what? <laughs> is Justin Fields even going to play? Yeah, is I think he? he is. I thought it was Nick Foles that got the start. That was last week. Okay. Big Fields is supposed to be back. I mean, are you going to... So Willis, Pat, you know Willis. He's the one that does the accounting for these. Are, are, where's, where can Willis find this designed rush information to tally this score? BFF. <laughs> All right. As long as you help Willis uh, on that It's on BFF. You can, look, you can see that they have attempts uh, under their rushing thing. It's, it's designed. All right. Yeah. I don't even know. Is that a 10-pointer, Spags? Fuck if I know. <laughs> I think it's a 10. Justin Fields runs a good amount. All right. Next. Yeah, it's the season. Still, still in the giving spirit. Next game, we got the Rams, 25.3 implied points. Baltimore, 21.8 implied points. And Lamar expected to be back in this one. And uh, Pat, you can go first. Well, what was the... Uh, someone else go We're, first. What's the game? I'll, I'll go first. I want okay. a 10-pointer. Marquise Brown outscores Cooper Cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a 10-pointer. Uh, it's okay. one of those classic Tricky Pete ones. Uh, Pat, what do you want in this game? Mm, I'll do... Is it a... Is it a 10-pointer if I say one of... No, I don't like that anyway. Uh, I'll do one... I'll do Odo Beckham outscores every Ravens receiver. Not Mark. Every Ravens wide receiver. You got it. You got to include Mark Andrews in that for a 10-pointer. Mm, I don't want to include Mark Andrews. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're saying he just has to outscore Marquise Brown in uh, Bateman. Bateman. I'll give it to you, but that's a three-pointer. All right, I'll take it. All right. I will take in this one. Um, Cooper Cup, double the fantasy points of Lamar Jackson. Okay. Is that a ton? Yeah. I have an I have an idea for how to speed this up. Yeah. One of us tosses it out and they say their side, and then the other two people get to take whatever side of it they want. 
of that same bet. I don't understand what you just said. So I said in my example that Marquise Brown outscores Cooper Cup. You then <laughs> get to decide, do you want to be uh, against that for like a one-pointer or tail it for a 10 kind of thing? Okay, let's see how that goes in, in practice. Vegas, 19 implied points. Indianapolis, 25.5 implied points. Pete, show us how you want to play this. No, I mean, or we can just we can just keep going fast. No, I mean, I will... whatever's fastest for you. I'm, I, I know we had the heart out. All right, I will do... Um... Can I get 10 points if Hunter Renfro outscores Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, I'll give it to you. That feels kind of like a three-pointer, just a PPR. Like, All right, how about this? Hunter Renfro can get to 18 points and then... Outscores outscores Jonathan Taylor by three points on DraftKings. All right. I'll give you 10. All right. Deal. Um, I will take... Michael Pittman Jr. outscores all Raiders. Is that a 10? No. He's projected to outscore them all except Josh Jacobs by like a point. Well, including Derek Carr. Uh, that's still, I mean, he's projected very close to those guys. That's a three. Outscores them by two and a half. By four. Okay, so three and a half done. All right. All right, Pat. Uh, I'll do... I'll do Foster Moreau outscores Michael Pittman. I think that's a 10 with how Moreau's been. It's a six, but we don't have sixes, so we'll give Pat you know, a 10. Here's what we should do, Pete, to speed it up. We have to throw unequivocal 10-pointers out, so no negotiation. They just have to be okay. like so outlandish. Okay, so for this one, so Tampa Bay, 29.3 implied points. Jets, 16.3 implied points. Zach Wilson scores more passing touchdowns than Tom Brady. I think that's an unequivocal 10. Sure. Um, I'll say awesome. Braxton Berrios outscores Antonio Brown for 10. Okay. Pat? I'll say Tyler Croft outscores Rob Gronkowski. Okay. <laughs> On so, brand. Here we go. All right. So we're making the rise a of the Jets in that one. Atlanta 14.8 implied points. <laughs> Buffalo 29.3 implied points. I'm going to go to the steady 10 pointer. We've agreed it's a 10 pointer every week. Mike Davis outscores Cordell Patterson for 10. Uh, that's not an unequivocal. It 10. hasn't paid off once yet, Pete. They have a four point difference in projection. You just said unequivocal 10. That's not. Okay. Well, they just, we've been getting tens for it. Fine. How about, um, yeah, Dawson. Actually, no, I won't say Dawson Knox. Olamide is a key as highest scoring position player in the game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can take a 10 on that. that. That's a, a 100. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll take a 10-pointer. Cordero Patterson outscores Josh Allen. Book it. Okay. So, sure. Pat? Can I, uh, let's see. <clears throat> if I, can I, would Matt Ryan outscoring Josh Allen be 10? Um, yeah. All right. There's a big difference in their projection. I mean, I got it in worse with Cordero Patterson, but I'll allow that. Uh, Chiefs 28.3 implied points Cincinnati 22.8 implied points Spags needs 100 yeah it's true Willis thank you I'm glad our accountant's saying that accounts are supposed to be arbitrary and unbiased that's <laughs> what they should be um, for this 10 pointer for this one I will say um, Noah Gray outscores Travis Kelsey for 10 <laughs> okay 10 yeah it's 10 <laughs> uh, I will say for 10 points, the highest scoring non-QB in the game, Darrell Williams. 
Okay. Pat? Derek Gore outscores Joe Mixon for 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go. And that's a viable one. Blowout game script. That's how he's gotten yep. there. Jacksonville, 12, 12.8 implied points for <laughs> Jacksonville. Wow. New England, 28.8 implied points. I'll take a Jacksonville win for 10. <laughs> All right, I'll take LaVisca Chenault in the winning Millie Maker lineup for 10. That's 100 pointers, Pat. <laughs> that's, 100, that's a 1,000 pointer. Uh, <clears throat> Trevor Lawrence outscores Mac Jones, or is that not enough? That's not a 10. No, that's so just like, sad. That, that's a three. <laughs> that's a three. Um, I'll, do, I'll do James O'Shaughnessy outscores uh, Here we go. all Patriots receivers. Okay, that's a 10. Okay. Next game up, we got Miami, 18 implied points. Tennessee, 21.5 implied points. Pete, what do you want? Um, I will say A.J. Brown scores more points than Jalen Waddell and Mike Gesicki combined for 10 points. Okay, that's 10. Pat, how about you? Uh, I'll do... Jeez. Oh, I'll do Deontay Foreman outscores Tua. Okay. Okay. I will take Durham Smythe outscoring the entire Titans backfield. Combined. Combined or individually? Combined. Combined. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to make it unequivocal. Philadelphia, 24 implied points. Uh, Washington, 21 implied points. Pat, what do you want first? Can I get a Heineke outscores Hertz? So it's timeshare too, potentially. Yeah. You're talking about playing Kyle Allen. That yeah. seems pretty that seems like a tan size. Yeah. It's it's a sneaky one. It's a sneaky <laughs> one. I'll let, I'll let you have it though. All right, Pete, what do you want? Um, I will do I'll can I get 10 points if Boston Scott outscores Antonio Gibson? <sighs> That's like a three. Not really. It's kind of like a 10. <laughs> It's definitely a three. We don't even know if we're gonna get Howard this week. It's actually like he might be favored to do it. Oh, get out of here! Get, go. It's like a one. Get out of here! All right, I'll say Eagles D scores more DraftKings points than Taylor Heineke. That's okay. I think that's a thank, ten. Thank you. Um, Quez Watkins outscores Terry McLaurin. Okay. Ten, sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Houston, fifteen. <laughs> Thank you, Willis. Total. <laughs> Willis L-O-L-P, Look no at the way. projections. There's a ten point difference in their projections. That's generally the threshold for a ten pointer. Because uh, Houston, fifteen point five implied points. San Francisco, twenty eight implied points. Um, I'll go first. I will say, David Johnson, highest scoring position player in the game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Ten points. <laughs> be I'll say Trey Lance. Trey Lance scores over 40 DraftKings points for 10 points. Pat? Davis Mills outscores Trey Lance. Oh, my God. You don't really mean that, do you? Well, but I have the out that that Garoppolo plays. What a hedge. Well, it should be whoever's the starting QB then for a 10-pointer. Yes, starting QB. Good job, Spags. It it was just me hedging the... Him playing Denver um, 19.8 implied points. No, I don't wait. Hang on, I don't want wait. to do that anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to trick you guys. Oh, <laughs> um, all right, let me do Rex Burkett outscores uh, whoever the starting running back for this 49ers is. 
That, yeah. Uh, if it's a split, I, I Rex Burkhead outscores. Because Johnson's going to be back, right? Yeah. That's why, that's All why right, I'm fine. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'm not happy All right, about it. Denver, 19.8 implied points. Chargers, 26.3 implied points. Pete, what do you want? Um, Can I get 10 points if Drew Locke outscores Justin Herbert? I'll give it to you. I was actually thinking that one too. So that's well, such a great pick. So he's probably going to lose actually. Um, I will take uh, Noah Fant to outscore all Chargers skill position players. Is that 10? Yeah. Okay. Pat? I'll, I'll take the same, but make it sudden. Okay. Okay. Uh, Arizona, 23 implied points. Dallas, 28.5 implied points. Um, I'll, I'll go for this one. Christian Kirk outscores all the Dallas receivers. Yeah, I think that's it's okay. like a nine. Thank God. Pete. <laughs> I, it's, I'll give it I, yeah, it's, it's bullshit, but I don't have time to argue. <laughs> I'll say three players from this game are in the winning Millie Maker lineup. I don't have to identify which three, but three of them are. Okay, I accept that. Pat? Mm. I'll say uh, Tony Pollard outscores both Cardinals running backs. All right. Okay. That's hot. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> Detroit, 17.8 implied points. Seattle, 24.8. Uh, this one, I will take... Um, Amon Ross St. Brown outscores all Seattle receivers. I mean, he's projected mm, to. No. Yeah. Is he? Okay. I yeah. guess, I guess which Josh Reynolds gets COVID. I guess that's going to throw things off. Um, how about Khalif Raymond outscores all Seattle receivers? <laughs> yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. That's a 50 burger. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, what do you want? Uh, <clears throat> uh, can I do Gerald Everett outscores Amon Ross St. Brown? One for one. three. Uh, Gerald like, Everett, like, um, uh, 10 plus targets in five straight weeks or something. By uh, outscores by two, and I'll give you 10. I'll, I'll think of something else. I'll do, um, Pat <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like to, Pat doesn't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'll do Rashad Penny outscores Russell Wilson. All right, yeah, yeah it's like an eight. But we'll round up for you. Um, I will do DeAndre Swift highest score in this game, including the quarterbacks. Okay, that's fair. Um, got last game on the main slate: Carolina fifteen point eight implied points, New Orleans twenty two point three implied points. Um, and this one, Pat, you can go first. What was the game again? Uh, New Orleans, Carolina. I'll do. DJ Moore, highest scoring player in the game. Okay. Is that a 10? Yeah, that's, that's, that's 10 enough. Yeah, so what? Taysom and Kamara are the are the Yeah, big... Taysom and Kamara. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do Lil Jordan Humphrey outscores DJ Moore. Is that 10? Sure. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> Pete? Um, can I get 10 if Mark Ingram outscores Kamara? Uh... I feel like that's a three. It's not. <laughs> they were pretty much the same snap-wise last week. There's a 12-point gap in their projection. I think it's like an eight to nine. I, I, yeah, and we're rounding up 
Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year. Fine. Just for the sake of timing, Pete, I'll give it to you, but I'm planning a flag of objection right now. Sunday night football, Minnesota, 20 implied points. Green Bay, 26.5 implied points. Last ride or die pick of 2021, Pete. What do you want? Uh, we normally do showdown captain for this, right? That is correct. It is Sunday night football. Um, all right. Justin Jefferson winning showdown captain. Okay. Even uh, though it's supposed to be like five degrees. Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Adam Thielen out for the year, so that's why it's a really good pick. Pat, what do you want if you want to pick a showdown captain? That's an easy ten pointer. Tyler Conklin. <laughs> Love it. Um uh, is KJ Osborne's healthy, right? Actually, no, well, you so, took yeah. just I'll take Devontae Adams showdown winning captain. There we go. Okay. There you go. All right, done. All right, Pat, what are the plugs here? Of course, people should be checking you out. They should be following you at Pat Corain. They should be checking out Ship Chasing Weekly and your work over at NBC Sports Edge. Anything else you want to say to the people or or wish them well for the new year? Yeah, everyone happy have a happy new year. Uh, I, I mentioned we do a recap pod, which I think is is pretty helpful on uh, NBC Sports Edge. So we're doing that for the next couple of weeks here as we close out the season. And then I, I think we're transitioning to a, a playoff pod that'll be more like a roundtable podcast so check that out once we get into the playoffs always good content over at nbc sports edge pete any plugs for you or anything you want to say in your final moments here on splash player 2021 my final moments it sounds like you're about to kill me um <laughs> if spags uh, walked into your screen right now i would, I would be, be a great bit really freaked out it would be an incredible bit that's why spags moved across the country because he's he's stocking one day i'm gonna pop in, in. <laughs> Um, I am going to, I'm doing a few things tomorrow. I'm going to do Osimo's show on the contrary at 11. And then I'm doing my GPP show at noon with Andrew Wiggins from ETR. Excited about that. Nice. And then also going to wrap up uh, at 4 p.m. Going to do a show with a couple of our bouncers from the Deposit Kingdom Discord. We're going to have Willis, our accountant on. We got Lou Dog, Dangy, and Clay. So we're going to kind of just do a, you know, a little self-indulgent uh, retrospective on the year. And I think I also should have a highlight video from a bunch of clips from shows, including this one yeah. uh, from the year in the deposit kingdom to debut on that show as well. So you guys can come hang out with us and reminisce tomorrow at, uh, at 4 PM. So make sure to do that. Of course, subscribe to Peach channel, see all of his content, subscribe to the splash play channel as well. Cause that helps us out a bunch. Hit the like button, go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe and make sure to follow at Peter Rovers at follow at Chris Spags, follow at Pat Corrine and follow at splash play pod to know whenever we're doing a show next, it's going to be Monday. So come back Monday, two 30 happy new year. And goodbye. Bye.